Hey, hi, what's up? It's your guy Elias Omar, and I just wanted to take a hot second to tell you about Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment. I read them to you in a natural human voice, imagine that. For the first time in history, you can listen to the internet. It's almost like you're reading The Matrix, it's crazy. You can browse articles from topics that you choose, anything. From quadricep development to gnomes with bad New York accents and just start listening. Oh, and guess what? They also have podcasts as well. You could check out shows from over 40 countries. And of course, yes, our pod, Everrum Adventures, is there too. So go download and use Newsly for free now at www.newsly.me. Or just go to the link in the show description. And make sure that you use promo code Everrum, E-V-E-R-R. E-A-L-M and you'll get a one month free premium subscription it's that easy so check out Newsly guys stop scrolling and start listening yeah Times changes, does the battlefield Force rangers adventuring behind the shadows fail With patience and presence will the patterns reveal The full truth of the puzzle muddle memories yield The understanding no banner worse than a thief of love Social resources shield the swift and soar up above Embolden yet disheartened as my with blast the sun The song of sunfelt and unfelt conundrum How the families function when the enemies amongst them Redemption river solitary tungsten Tension in the air, a mention you're punching Heads will roll like D20s or else hell is at the helm The threat of death Around the corner, but glory so close you can smell and even taste it. Heart racing, unknowing double agents, roll vagrants, backstabbing with stealth, utter hatred, negator, but truth that never hesitated when overwhelmed. Welcome to the Ever Round. Already said welcome to the other room, all that stuff. Um, well, you, you should say it again because we should do it again. Fine. What's the order going to be? We still sticking with the same order or what? Does that work? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll say it again. Welcome to the Ever Room. We are all POC actual play DD podcast. My name is Elias Omar. I'm the DM. Um, yeah, we're in, we're in Sunbelt now, new campaign. And as always with me, what is going is my bad <laughs> it's me sorry i wasn't looking at the camera uh hey everyone my name is mark jemerson my pronouns are he they and with a little planning a lot of luck i will be morgan valentina shadakai oath of vengeance paladin when i'm not here in ever realm you can find me tweeting about fighting my inner demons have more than merrier next hi everyone my name is siobhan velez i am playing zaijin awanti pure blood sorcerer um, you can find me on Twitter at Siobhan Velez. And I just want to say congratulations to the podcast as we are 2022. What are we? Blurred. What is it? Black Podcast Black Podcasting Awards 2022 Blurred Podcast yeah. of the Year. Yeah. See a blurred. We're in charge. We're in right. charge of them for podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's globally around the world. Yep. But it makes our DMs the king of the words. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey everyone, this is Mark Hawthorne. I got, got, it's been a while. It's been a while. Stop. Yeah. It's Mark Hawthorne. Uh, I am here playing Abaddon, a half fae, half infernal being. Uh, the father, I mean, his father is uh, one of our old and dearest uh, Lucky. Oh. Uh, should, should, should I save that for later? Or? I mean, I love it's, it's out now, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, damn. I was like, mm. Lucky the uh, yeah. <laughs> Half fae, half infernal. I love it. Uh, Tiefling fairy. I, I know I'm bad. I'm bad at keeping surprises. Just love spoilers. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram, Twitter, at uh, Marky Wanders, retweeting art and just posting my travels. Happy to be back. I missed you guys. Oh, yes, definitely. And I was very, very surprised to find you on Facebook. Like, my whole thing, I was just like, hey, I, I was surprised like we weren't friends. Yeah. I was like, we're not friends. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, I didn't use on Facebook. I just shouted out on Twitter. I gotta go change my whole damn post. But hi, everybody. My name's Jinx. Um, yeah. It, or Cerberus' mom, depending on who you're asking. Um, in this campaign, I will be playing uh, Wood Elf by the name of Sanai. Uh, she will be going by Axel um, in certain parts and everything else and stuff, so by all means, use them interchangeably if you like. Um, yeah, she is going to be a Drake Warden Ranger, so I, nice. I might get around to naming the Drakes, maybe. Don't hold me to that, so yeah. But I can be found on all social medias at Jinx Milano. Mostly retweeting other people's stuff because I just, I am, I am old, okay? Yeah, I, I do it too. I, I'm literally just yeah. all retweets. Yeah, on Twitter, I retweet stuff. On Facebook is where I do most of my posting, and I will share the ever-loving everything. So awesome! I am still trying to understand TikTok. I am sorry. <laughs> I am old, but yeah. just watch it. Don't don't post. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm just watching it, enjoying, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, go send it to somebody else. But you know, I tried making a video. I don't like me in anything, so I'm just like, yeah, it's not perfect, so I'm not going to post it. I tried. I, I might get around to it. Maybe a few more whatever today's drink is going to be. Speaking of which, this one, one day I'm just going to have you do it, like, whenever you have your two cents in here, Mark, you're going to somebody the one be like, hey, I'm doing the drinks today because it will entertain me. But today's drink, honestly, I don't know what to actually call it, um, but it is a slight derivative on a rum punch. So today we have our Appleton Estate Reserve rum. It is one of my favorite Jamaican rums, kind of on the sweeter side. Uh, a little bit of fresh ginger, some pineapple juice, and simple syrup. And I know some people are just like, it's just for aromatics, it doesn't count, but Angostura bitters. It is that one thing in a, in a, a cocktail, you don't quite know what it is, but definitely will know if it's missing. But yeah, just muddle a bit of fresh ginger with that simple syrup, dash or six, because I actually love the taste of bitters of those Angostura bitters, put the rest in, shake, put it in a glass. You can garnish it with a lime wheel if you need that little bit of extra citrus pop, but quite frankly, it is just perfect without it. Or if you're like me and have a little heck puppy or hellhound, depending on how he's acting for the day, you can put it in a Starbucks sippy cup because they hold everything. Nice. <laughs> I never did mention uh, Abaddon is a sci uh, soul knife rogue. Oh, this is about to be interesting. This is. So technically, we're doing like a session zero and our, our first session at the same time. 
we've all played with each other for a while. Um, so we kind of know generally the guidelines of, of what's what's good and what's not. I think. I mean, really, generally, our our I think our game is, you know, pretty much the equivalent of like a rated R movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> Purses, uh, you know, of course, because it's, it's we get grimy in uh in our TTRPG streams. Yeah, MA. I'm just um, saying, if I can go through this without getting covered in something, I will just like have it drawn up to it's just my character. <laughs> <laughs> that was tradition, like yeah, it really was. Um, but no, nah, I think the biggest thing, the biggest difference. Probably in this campaign, um, compared to last campaign, is that like uh, I used racism a lot. You know what I mean to kind of try to get you guys riled up, and also like kind of how Connie said to um, give you guys the opportunity to punch some bigots. I drew a lot from current events, and you know we had fun with it, and there was some humorous points. But in uh, in this iteration of the Everrealm, I'm gonna try to avoid racism completely and uh, just focus on more. Logical aspects is for the storyline works. Really, that's um the biggest thing, I think. But before we really get into it, I wanted to ask you, Mark. You know, what I'm saying, of course, use some precognitive abilities to figure out my <laughs> plan, my secret plan. But I wanted to ask you guys each. Um, so we'll start with Mark. What is Farley's been up to in the last two decades after where we left off? Farley's? I don't know who's doing this. I know. <laughs> What the hell? I didn't want you guys. To <laughs> it was a surprise. Yeah, it, it was all a surprise. Hmm. Let's see what Farley get up to. I think Farley's had a tough time. So he finished his adventure uh, with the strong ties. We all got. I mean, I imagine we separated at least for a little bit. Um, but Farley's has been training his family for like generations. Um, the curse was that they never knew it was him, but they've all had their powers, and eventually they all kind of like they all kind of synced up. They all kind of were like, Wait a minute, you got powers? Hold up, you got powers? Wait, we got powers? So basically, there was an organized a big family reunion. All the cousins, nieces, nephews, aunties, uncles all got together, and um, there's that one just big, like, silent ass family reunion where everyone's psychically linked and everybody's communicating so everybody's like laughing and stuff and uh like joking but it's all like internal just one big network of psychic family that's all farley's descendants so yeah they have this big family event and they all kind of linked linked together and say like wait a minute well who's the origin who's the origin of these um of our abilities and they kind of start to fill in the gaps a little bit even though there's a curse preventing from thinking they all kind of fill in the gaps and all points to like Farley's. So basically, they all get together, mentally link, psych up, um, kind of go head to head against the Queen of Night and Magic um, with uh, Farley's great, 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 etc. grandkid, um, Freely's, as the leader of all that. And um, they basically threaten her, the Queen of Night and Magic, to free Farley's. And it works. And he's free of the curse. And they all recognize him as the, the you know, the, the, the godfather, essentially, of this family. And, um, yeah, he probably is a little bit ashamed that he didn't think of, like, telling them to tell them to tell each other about their powers. He wanted it to be a secret to keep everyone safe, but everyone got together and, uh, Farley's was free from the curse and he was part of the family once again. Nice. Nice. Aww. So, um, Mark, we kind of have an idea of what went on with Nimbus. So let's skip Nimbus. Let's deal with Lucky. Serendipity. What was he up to? Serendipity. Uh, so I never got to tell you guys that the reason why he was banished from the Feywilds is because he made a deal with his uh, his patron, the, th- the Thunder God, to uh, help protect his family during a war in the Feywilds where his husband and uh, everything were. So 
he's still trying to find his way back but he managed to find a way to communicate with his husband and uh looking for his kids his kids are actually on the same plane as him which is the game playing now uh other than that no, he nothing too deep didn't didn't go too deep in that is he back in the Feywild? Did he find? No, no, no. He he didn't get back there. He's still he's still uh, as part of the agreement. He cannot go back to the Feywild. Okay, interesting. Okay, yeah. does he get to have little talks with his babies though? I mean, when if he finds them, <laughs> he managed to, he managed to find a way to talk to his uh, his husband, the, the king of fairies, back in you know. But like I said, hey. his kids are his kids are now in the uh, material plane with uh, everybody oh. else. Okay. Yeah. So not babies. It would be pretty big by by now. No, oh, no, yeah, they're big. Okay, wow. Okay, um, Jinx. So, what's Myth been up to? Let's see. Um, last one, everything went down and everything else. Vade had come out of like everything, the grass and everything. Was just like, oh god, here we go with this bitch again. But um, <laughs> yeah, it it actually kind of ended amicably, as amicably as you know, Vade now being taken prisoner and everything else. Um, just like to put in, we got the boy back to his mama, so she's not trying to kill Myth. She held up her end of the deal. Oh my goodness, that was like episode one, season one. Like, hey, there was an angry mama, there was an angry mama with a missing child. She promised to bring him back. I'll be dying on somebody who was actually paying attention. Like, wait a minute, what happened to the boy? He got back home. So, just saying, inspiration to anyone who remembers his name, Uh, Charlie. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, hold on, give me a second. Oh my god. One of those hold times on. where I really wish I'd taken well, out. Think you could think about it. No, yes, I, I know his name. Oh my god. How could I oh my god, I know his name. That makes no. one of us. It's like I have it, but then I just don't have it. <laughs> I remember that that he was standing next to Vade and then I was shooting him and you said his name. Oh my god. I mean, you shot at a lot of people. I yeah, I did. That's true. We killed the whole family of six. Yeah. Wait, well, yeah, I, I can't know. wait to tell my ending. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that ended amicably and everything else. Uh, managed to, after returning him, uh, get back to what was left of the monastery and start with the whole restoration and everything. Uh, for those that were still alive, they came. Thankfully, there were a few elders, so... That whole tribunal that kind of exiled there before was just like, well, we really have no choice. You just kind of brought everything back and brought us the one who destroyed it. So she's now at the monastery, rocking her traditional robes and everything else and not getting dirty. And yeah, so she is now back at the temple um, and pretty much is like, all right, we're going to do this whole thing and lead our people and rebuild our civilization and everything except you know people who are now going to be coming to the monks of the winter sun it's going to be voluntary training's still going to be brutal but it's going to be voluntary (laughs) so vade is not involved at all is she she is atoning for her sins okay yes so she gets to be you know since there were some of the elders and everything else oh no bitch you are not gonna go destroy everything and then just walk away and death is entirely too easy so yeah, she's having to pretty much do the rebuilds, anything that is needed for um, the temple and everything else. She has to go out and retrieve. So she gets to do the step and fetch it missions. Supervised, of course. But she has to go into all of that. Okay, nice. Shinora. Yeah. What happened after um, the big battle? So Shinora went and found Mr. Willie and she professed her undying love to him. 
And they got together, and then she poisoned him, killed him, and took over the silent hand. Oh, that was a swerve. That went left and then went right yeah. and then went left again. You're Lucky's new boss? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, were, we, were the rest of the strong sides invited to the wedding? No, he, we didn't get married. I slept oh, with him. Okay. I didn't want oh, to right, marry him. Sorry. I just wanted to kill him. Gotcha. You know, Black she, Widow style. She used him thighs mm. and caught the civility. Exactly. And then, he died with a smile on his face. I mean... <laughs> Rated R. Rated R. You're like... Pushing. <laughs> yep. So now I run the straw. I run um the silent hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Y'all still a criminal organization or you it's know. still a criminal organization. Are you still eating people like I made up one day? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say you made all you made that all up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are they still I trading? What was that? I don't know. I wasn't given advance notice that this is what we were doing. So this was like on the fly. I like what you came up with, though. <laughs> My anxiety with put things in the way that they did. So I wrote like a whole 18 pages of things that happened toward the end because I don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all good stuff. That's all good stuff that I could definitely work with and um, mess with you guys with. Um, okay. Oh, come on. We're gonna. Uh, well, we go. I'm going to play Chenora again. I didn't say that. Oh, how, how many years have passed? What was that? How many? How many years have passed? Uh, we'll say twenty years. Twenty years. Perfect. Twenty years have passed. Oh, great. That means Smith has gotten to the point where she doesn't age, so she's gonna look awesome. Hey, we get to keep up with Harley's and his ageless self. Yeah, I like the, all the other characters be in the background somewhere. Yeah, that'd be cool. Forty. Loki's forty-nine. But, but unrelated, maybe almost fifty. Like the whole edge to the almost fifty. <laughs> Just that pause. I was feeling it. Anyway, you were well, saying we were younger. Remember, we were younger. Mm-hmm. We were younger self. Well, a lady never tells her age, so I'll be twenty-one. Sonora is human, so Sonora probably um, yeah, Sonora ages. ages more. <laughs> black and black don't crack. Thank you. <laughs> uh, lucky and myth was black. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So let's get it started. Okay. In the decades that have passed since the strong thighs, feet of blood skull, and the strange disappearance of Geldar, new age of discovery and enlightenment has blessed the Everon, Drow, Surf Neblin, pronounced that right, Surf Neblin, Goliath, and Durgar are all living amongst the surface dwellers. Initially just in Gervalia, as people do, some moved intermingled, and the cultures of all these uh, different folk spread to all the corners of the Everon. Sudden influx of strange new art, sciences, and magic led to a sort of renaissance throughout the land. And culturally, for the vast majority, long gone are the foolish concepts of prejudice and racism. And there are still conflicts, but they are based on more tangible things like gold, land, and power. And now we look down on a forest upon some travelers. A group of merchants, they're traveling along a trail in the chilly forest. Bringing up the rear of the group is a slender half-orc in a green hooded cloak. And this tall, slim half-orc pulls their hood back because they uh, see movement up above. So they look to the sky and they draw their bow. And far above the tree line, they see a winged creature lancing across the sky. Initially, fear flashes across this merchant's face, thinking it's a dragon. But as their eyes focus, they give out a sigh of relief. It's a wyvern, probably carrying a message from Hardport to one of the lords and ladies of Sunveld, as if ravens couldn't do the job. He mutters, it's like using a greatsword to hunt rabbits, um, and then returns to walking, uh, following their companions. Now we switch to the perspective of the wyvern, looking through his eyes as the bolts through the sky, following the path that has flown 
dozens of times before. It ignores the forest landscape below as it changes from forest to farmland and the sparse houses, and then finally, guarded city gates of Sunveld. All the beast cares about is getting the silver tube dishonest collar to his master, because the master is meat, and he shares it with Wyvern when the master's happy. The tube makes him happy. The Wyvern ignores the guards on the battlements to stare at it, and it ignores the people moving through the city streets, popping in and out of all the buildings and such, and with incredible focus for a beast of his training, it ignores the smells of cooking food that come from some of these buildings. It pays no mind to the apprentice wizards, but all their sparkles of light and brilliant spears of magic practicing in the breezeway of the university, and ignores everything until it sees this nook in the side of the mountain wall that the castle is built into, and it's stable, it's like a man-made area. And it swoops into it and lands there with a foot perfectly before his handler. As it was trained, it lowers his head before the meat man, granting easy access to his collar in the tube. The man pats the wyvern and says, good boy, render, and removes the silver tube and shoves it in his pocket. He then walks out of this rocky stable, and in a moment he comes back with a wheelbarrow full of meat and dumps it in front of the beast. And render dives into it happily, devouring it. And the handler walks out of this stone stable and shuts the, the gate behind him. And we fast forward a bit, maybe an hour or two, to a meeting, a royal meeting. The room is large. On the walls, there are portraits, tapestries, weapons are mounted with plaques underneath them giving the name of long dead but revered owners. The floor is carpeted with several rugs made of bear pelts. And in the center of the room, there's a large rectangular table. There's food, meat, cheese, fruits, but um, the people there aren't concerned with the food. At the head of the table sits King Delvander. He's a tall, a slim man, a fit 60 or so years old. His brown, clean-shaven face is weathered and it has a scar that runs from his forehead through his eye into his cheek. That one eye is clouded, is blinded from that old battle wound that he suffered many years ago. And he wears the red and green cape and the ceremonial red chain male armor that the King of Sunveld traditionally wears. Um, there are several men and women seated at the table and currently they're discussing re-establishing the owlbear breeding and training facilities that Sunveld was renowned for many years ago. But escorted by two very armed guards, our wyvern handler, Render's meat man, stands in the doorway. And he is very nervous. He's visibly sweating. He doesn't move from the doorway until he is pushed forward by one of the guards. And as the other guard is about to open his mouth to announce the handler, King abruptly cuts him off. And he says, Nine hells, Frederick. What is it? We're, we're here discussing owlbears, not your flying salamanders. What are you doing here? State your purpose and be gone. And Frederick gulps, and in an overly deferential way, he bows down to the king. And maybe after a touch too long, he lifts his gaze and says, My king, we have received a, a, a message from Bloodhaven. And silence passes for a moment, and Delvana says impatiently, Well, what is it? What do those slippery sea snakes want? I'm not in the mood to deal with pirates playing at civility. Frederick says, Well, my king, it is in regards to a Lord Griffith. Apparently, they believe he is... A member of your high council? With my limited intellect, I may have forgotten one of the lords. Please forgive me, but I don't think there is a Lord Griffith on the council. Am I incorrect, sir? And Elvander's face crunches up, and a sort of like empty glaze comes over his good eye. But then he gathers himself and kind of recovers, and he says, There's no Lord Griffin here. What, what foolishness is this? I think those crazy pirates have some salt on the brain. And Frederick says, It's... Lord Griffith, uh, my king. And the king says, the pirates are, are obviously confused. Now leave us. We have much business to discuss. And he walks out. And King Delvander laughs 
and turns to his people and says, huh, imagine these crazy pirates thinking that I would forget a Lord Graphite is part of our high council. And all of the, uh, all of the other lords and ladies laugh, that fake kind of, you know, over the top kind of laugh that you give trying to impress a superior, but they all kind of fade to a kind of confused little look on their faces. Anyway, we flash forward to the evening and back to the perspective of Render the Wyvern. Um, I decided that, uh, I, I don't know, I think it sounds cool, but I decided that a group of wyverns is going to be called a cloud. I think that's pretty cool. So, of the, cool. of the cloud of wyverns, I like it. Render is the smartest of the group. And so, as a reward, some evenings he's allowed to, to go out and hunt uh, prey in skies, even small animals on, on land. Um, this particular evening, our little wyvern render is hunting an incredibly fast, speedy owl. And they're both twisting and diving and rolling through the air. Render could make short work of it, but he's toying with his prey. This is his recreation. This is his playtime. And after a bit, he kind of tires of the chase and swats the owl from above, sending this very dead bird hurtling down towards the roof far below. Render closes his wings and dives and dexterously snatches his prey out of the air just before it crashes into the roof. The wyvern lands on this roof and decides to enjoy his prize. An owl isn't very much for a wyvern. It's probably like equivalent to like, I don't know, like a chicken nugget to us, but he's savoring it. He's taking very small bites and chewing and chewing and chewing. Um, on this roof, he feels like a, a baseline, like a, a sonic bump, bump, bump coming through it. And it comforts him. So he kind of paces in a circle uh, around on the roof, flops down like a dog, enjoying a little sonic massage. The roof protests loudly, creaks, it almost gives, but it doesn't. Let's pan through the roof. We go down through the roof and we enter into a large room with magical sparks of light shifting randomly throughout, giving kind of like a dim, subtly kaleidoscopic effect. This bass heavy music reverberating to the bone here. And the room is separated into many spaces and alleys by huge billowing uh, silk colored sheets that are like magically suspended in the air. There's a main walkway bisecting the room and people in various stages of drunkenness and dress kind of mill about, some dancing, some talking, some slyly sliding behind these silk sheets led by incredibly attractive, barely attired individuals of all sorts of ancestries into unseen spaces for unseen activities. Various servers dance about nimbly, carrying trays of fruit, meat on sticks, fancy drinks, serving them to whoever wants. And in the center of this den of pleasure, we find Abaddon. So Mark, can you describe Abaddon and also, he noticed that like a couple of flakes had fallen from the ceiling and landed on his shoulder. Um, so tell us what he's doing. So Abaddon is the host and the uh, security uh, for uh, Cerulean Dream. So he's walking around, making sure the girls are okay, making sure the guys are okay. Uh, Abaddon, you, you don't quite know what he looks like at first. He has horns like a tiefling, but his eyes are regular, you know, well, regular in the sense of he has a pupil. But like his his scalera is black, his eyes, uh, his iris is like mint green. He also has like mint green dreads. He's short, five two. Uh, very relaxed yet in charge demeanor. You know, he knows where he belongs. He knows how to move around. Very confident in himself. Uh, he's he's floating right now, but he doesn't have his wings out, so that he's not really doing any really really moving speed. He's like just walking with me floating through the uh the club like levitating yeah it's levitating yeah right. let's put it this way if no if no wings are out he's just just bobbing in the air he's not really going anywhere but yeah 
Uh, yeah, he's just patrolling the floor, making sure nothing too insidious is happening in, in the in the uh, in Cerulean Dream. But it's a, it's a it's an all all gold holds holds power kind of situation over here. Okay, some small chunks of the ceiling fall down on your shoulder. There's no real noise that you hear because the music is so loud. It's like, you know, a typical nightclub kind of vibe. Um, but you see these chunks of small pieces of wood, some, some chips of paint kind of like settle on your shoulder. He brushes them off. Okay. Looks up. You have to get that checked in the morning. Abaddon, in your, in your peripheral, you notice some very harsh colors, some very jarring colors that, that draw your eye. Even in here, where, you know, they're with all these colored, colored, um, Silk sheets hanging, these these bright, contrasting colors stand out. Um, and your eyes are drawn to this um optical disturbance. And you see one of the regulars, you see the regular, the biggest patron of the Cerulean Dream, which by the way is the biggest and only fully government sanctioned house of pleasure in Sunbelt. Um you see an elderly but surprisingly spry gnome and Silkoban walks towards you. He's walking with two beautiful dwarven women, who you know, Ayanga and Voltani, as well as the very popular plasmoid, the Nor. They're all laughing and giggling, servicing a customer, but truly enjoying old Silky's presence. Because Silky is charismatic, he's got game for days. Right, so Silky is wearing a green and pink fur-lined satin robe. It's tied at the waist, and it reveals his scrawny, gray hair covered chest, and he has like innumerable gold chains, hanging from his neck, um, and he's puffing a thick cigar. And he stops when he, he catches your eye, and he makes a show of it, and he throws his hands up in the air. He says, happy baby, hey! Silky dear, what's up? How are you having hey. fun? Offending my eyes a little bit, but... See what I'm working with tonight? I, I see, I see. A man like you. You sure this is enough for you? <laughs> you want to throw in two more? No, 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 no. You know, I'm, I'm getting up there in age, so I'm going to have to... I got a vial of... Uh, Bears endurance. I'm gonna drink it, and it's gonna be like I was 115 years old again. You know what I mean? We're gonna do it up. Okay, okay. Don't don't, don't hurt yourself, all right? They, they they will take great care of you, though. I know that for a fact. So tell me, what uh, we celebrating? It's just a normal night. Oh, uh, this is just Thursday. But listen, hey, if you're uh, if you're not doing, you know, I mean, I know technically you're freaking working. You know what I mean? But I'm not greedy. You know what I'm saying? You're always here. Why don't you come? You know, sneak away. You could join us. You know, smoke a little sap, pick a little love, you know what I mean? Uh, Have a good time. Maybe after hours, all right? I'm not my shift. Hey, I used to know a guy, good, an old friend of mine, Nambo. He, he definitely would have been down the clown, you know what I'm saying? But uh, he went and got, got hitched. He married a, a, a loxodon. She was thick, man. I'm talking about like a freaking uh, freaking brick house, you know what I mean? But then she oh, went yeah? and got dead. Yeah, but then she got dead, so it's whatever. Oh. But, um, hey, listen, um... I do have a job that my uh might be a little over the head of my normal guys, you know what and, I mean? And in that moment, uh Abaddon stops floating and gets a little closer. Do tell. Oh, you know, I was just thinking, you know, you being the head of security, maybe you could pick a couple people and you know, maybe you could handle this little transport for me, you know. We'll talk about it later though. I'll give you the details later if you know if you're interested. Yeah. All right. Uh we will talk after you have your good dream here at Cerulean. The swimming dream, so have fun. And I'll be back. Alright, Abby, thanks. Hey, I'll see you later, young blood. Silky out. He's, he's led by these um beautiful dwarven women and a plasmoid behind uh, one of the hanging beautiful silk sheets. Take care of them, girls. <laughs> Alright, um so yeah, as Silky 
and his um, sexy entourage disappear. Ebedon, you notice one of the, the newer employees peer out from behind one of the sheets. Morgan Valentino, the new hire that works for you, for one of the security teams that you supervise. And you know that he's off today. We're pretty sure Morgan is there though because there seems to be a budding relationship between them and one of the workers, Bite Mark Mercy, a very popular silver-coated harangon. For those who don't know what a harangon is, it's a rabbit folk. Yeah, you see Morgan walk out and he's there on his off day. Um, but before we get into what goes on between you guys, uh, Morgan, can you describe yourself, please? Yeah, Morgan is also pretty sure. They're about uh, I-4. They are Shatterkai, dark skin, pointy ears, hairs in black uh, uh, locks, black and kind of white locks. Their eyes are just a, a really bright blue the whole thing like they're um like they're fremen basically uh they have tattoos on their face covered in a mythical chain armor um but even though they're tiny they are like very strong like very yoked he tells us a very powerful person uh strapped on their back is a big maul it looks like it's made out of a bone of some giant creature and uh generally they are <laughs> a lot of people tend to get out of morgan's way um because Morgan's not typically a very happy person. But that's who you see. Um, the whole kind of color scheme is kind of a purple and then silver getup. It's mostly armor, but a lot of um, robe over top of it. All right. Um, as you walk out, you see uh, not really directly your boss. He's kind of like your boss's boss. You see Abaddon, um, and he's chatting with a, a rock gnome that you've seen um, there a few times in the Cerulean Dream a few times before. And you guys kind of make eye contact. How do you... Uh, React. No, I, I was, I was, um, so anyway, yep, I was working. That's fine. It's fine. Um, as you were, as you were, uh, Marzi. Morgan. Morgan. Huh? Hey, uh, you're new here, right? I've seen you a couple times, uh, after work. Uh, word of advice no, no armor on off hours. It looks a little, uh, suspicious. Well, you here to see, uh, Bite Mark again? It's, it's confusing because I'm with them, but I'm working and I'm doing two things at once. And you're with them i mean and you're paying her for her time or romantic uh, do i have to file hr case i mean it's it's fine just needs, needs to know how this goes first of all fuck hr forever in all universes <laughs> but also <laughs> we are government sanctioned so uh so listen still i said what i said uh it's complicated it's complicated listen i have feelings for for marcy um, I have feelings, and it could be professional, it could be um, private, you know, but I do pay them sometimes. I pay them every time, actually. But mm. I know they have feelings for me, too, even though right. they're working. It's it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Um, listen, don't let me yuck your yum. It, it's it's whatever you want to do, but just be careful falling in love with your with your co-workers. Not saying that you are falling in love. It, it, this, this is cool. it's whatever you guys do. But um, I think I love her. Yeah, don't don't. I, I, you know, I, you know what? I decided I wasn't gonna make her young. I, I just uh, have some floaties in case you fall down that river. Okay, floaties. Gotcha. Okay, everybody needs floaties. All right. In that moment, Abaddon, you feel a slightly uncomfortable intrusion in your mind, but you're used to it though. It's Madam Eve. Uh, Madam Eve is the owner of the Cerulean Dream. Your boss, Adam Eve, is an illithid and uses her psychic abilities to communicate with you and the rest of the uh, supervising managerial staff. Um, and in your mind, you hear her watery, kind of gravely voice, uh, and it says to you, 
come down to the front entrance, Abaddon, bring back up. We have visitors and that presence is gone. And with that, we switch our perspective out to the streets of Sunveld, just outside of the Cerulean Dream. And it's a relatively warm night. And this being the heart of the entertainment district, the bars are full. They're overflowing with people. The streets are full of pedestrians moving from tavern to tavern. Some stopping um, at the food, drink, and gift carts where vendors sell their wares. At one of the larger food carts, there's a bit of a disturbance. One of the cooks has had an argument regarding the spiciness of some jerk abyssal chicken. Um, the cook, Awanti, disagreed with the customer who complained that there's way too much cilantro on this abyssal chicken. And thanks to the perturbed Awanti cook, customer is now wearing the jerk abyssal chicken and rice. So, Siobhan, would you please um, give us a description of Zaijen, who has just hurled a bowl of jerk abyssal chicken and rice at a customer? Okay, um, I heard the cilantro thing, and we will be talking about that later. Um, Zaijen is, um, she's human-like. She has minor reptilian features. So she has, like, snake-like eyes, which are yellow. Um, she has a forked tongue, for, I mean, for several different reasons. Um, she has patches of scales along her back with a greenish hue to her skin. She's about 5'11". I would say she's slim built. She has an exotic appearance, but she also has fangs. Um, her attitude is arrogant. She's emotionless. Um, she's power hungry. And she's also, um, she's self-consumed. She's consumed with herself. Everything she does is always right. She has chestnut skin. Her hair is soft, long curls. Um, and I think that's about it. Okay. So I would like to point out that this is the third asshole that you are playing. Yes, I know. Okay. I, know. I like asshole. <laughs> okay. So um, that's all right. That's a, that's a good description. All right. So High Lymph is the food cart owner, and he's a big, chubby, orange tabaxi. Um, and you and him are getting into it. He's pissed. And he says, it's always something with you, Zaijin. Always something with you. It's always the food is too spicy. Everyone eats how you eat. Customers always right. Fat Cat has 700 five-star reviews on Well, and 10 one-star reviews. And all 10 of them mention you. You know what? I can't, I can't do it anymore. All right? Here. And he hands you four goals. Okay. Get your stuff. Get out of here. You're fired. Hmm. Well, actually, I don't think I'm fired at all. What do you mean you don't think you're fired? You're fired. You're out of here. All right? You don't work for me. So, um, can I take one of the spatulas and lodge it down his throat? So you want to attack him with the spatula? Um, yeah. Can I use, I guess? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I can use. <laughs> roll a melee attack. Um, so okay. roll a d20 and add your, we'll say it's a dex weapon, and add your dexterity. Okay. So D twenty. So I got a nine. And then I'm and then add my what? Your dex, your dex modifier. That's plus two, right? You got an eleven. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you grab this it's still warm, the spatula. Um, okay. you grab this spatula and kinda like stab it at his face, trying to shove it down his throat, hoping to like sear his his fat, annoying tongue. Um, but his cat like reflexes kick in. He just swerves out of the way. Slaps your hand away. Says, what are you doing? You know what? Just get out of here before I call the customers. Fine. I'm going to write a review. Constables? I'm, I'm sorry to, to interrupt. You said constables? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. All right. yeah, I'm, I'm thinking on my feet. Man. 
I'm sorry. I didn't want to say 5 0. You know what I mean? um, love it. Love it. <laughs> All right, so Zaijin, um, so you grab your, your stuff, your cooking utensils and whatnot. Yep. And then um I actually actually as I'm walking out, um I mean you're on the street, it's a food cart. It's one of the biggest oh, food ones. Cart, yeah. So yeah, can I just cart. light a match by the gasoline? <laughs> you what? Oh, what? Can he I said, if I'm out, I everybody out. Terrorism. Can right. I light a match? <laughs> Or, like, like you know, snap my finger and spark a fire you have by the gasoline You have a fire spell. I don't think you have a fire spell. Uh, I have minor illusion. Okay. But do you want to make the illusion of a fire? Yeah. Can it actually fire his ass up? No, but it'll be the illusion of a fire. So what's your spell save, DC? Why can't I just really light him on fire? Why can't I roll a D20? I mean, you could if you want to, like, physically light him on fire. So we could say that there's, like, a flint um, that lights the charcoal that fuels the oven that you you guys used to cook um okay you, maybe you grab one of the tongs with a, a lit coal you know just burning um okay and what do you do with it i just see if i could flick it at the um i wanted to go next to anything that can make it combustible okay okay but it isn't really a gas tank but you could it's made out of wood so um, oh, okay so that's even better all right so you leave the uh you, you kind of shove this burning um coal into into a space on on the axle of one of the the wheels of I the car. I still have my gloves on though, just so you know. There's no fingerprint. No, you're using tongs. You're, you're not, you know. You're okay. an experienced chef. You you, okay. you know the, the hazards of the kitchen. You're very yeah. You know all about it. So you use the tongs and you repetitiously place this this burning coal on one of the axles of the wheels as you as you walk away. And there's hints of smoke, but not quite a fire yet as you're walking. But anyway, um. You don't have a job anymore, Elijah. Mm -hmm. You've only worked at the fat camp for like a few weeks. So you're still aware of all the job openings for cooks um, in this part of Sunbelt. And there are a lot of them. Um, but you recall that the best paying one was in the Cerulean Dream. So you may have been a bit averse to working at a glorified brothel. I don't know. Or maybe not. I don't know. But um, you do see that shining magical neon sign across the street from you. Oh, wait. Am I going to need a, a work reference? Are you I need a lawyer after that shit. Right. <laughs> I don't maybe, know. I'm legal defense. Yeah, that's probably legal defense is probably more fitting. So I think what I do before I go over and, and, and go get another job, I'm gonna say, Hey, excuse me, um, the cart's on fire. You might want to save yourself. What the and then walk up. Yeah, so high lift turns around, notices the smoke. He kinda rushes it's a big cart. He kinda rushes around it towards the uh the rear from his from where he's standing. Um, the rear uh, wheel, and by the time he gets there, there are some flames um, that are there, and he starts trying to put him out. Um, but it seems to be spreading as you're walking away. I'm gonna say, so good luck with that. Um, I'm gonna need a job reference, okay? Take care. He's like, hey, you know, fuck you, Zaijin, and he's just putting the fire out. Fuck you very much. <laughs> oh my god, you're setting men on fire. And the reference. Oh, uh, so you're walking towards the, the Cerulean Dream. Zaijin? Yes. Okay, cool, cool. Um, the camera kind of like pans down this busy street, maybe a, a few hundred feet. And coming out of a building, you see Sine. Did I pronounce that right? Sinai. Sinai. Jinx, could you um, describe what Sinai looks like? Okay, well, she is uh, roughly five foot six. Yes, we get to be taller in this one because we're going to keep that going. Um, kind of uh, russet colored skin, so, you know, smooth brown. 
and interestingly enough, copper-colored locks. Um, she's a wood elf, so of course you've got the pointy ears. She's got two gold rings in the uh, upper uh, right ear. Um, has uh, kind of goldish eyes. Not quite yellow, but like imagine if the yellow and uh, lighter brown kind of came together and everything. Um, she's wearing just her regular uh, cotton and everything with maybe like a little bustle in the uh, center. Uh, has a bow on her back, kind of just looking around cautiously at everything. Um, not necessarily in her ideal element. Okay, okay. Um, so, Sinai, you have just exited the office of Tagat Kana. Um, Tagat Kana is the CFO and day-to-day head of SOS, the Shields of Sunville, a for-hire security force. And you've just received your pay for accompanying an SEU caravan to Orendale and back. Silkoban Enterprises Unlimited. You earn 15 gold pieces, so add that to your loot. Um, this is your second job for Tagat, the first traveling one, and your successful completion of it promises to lead to better jobs with more prestigious clients and more gold. Um, and I think you're feeling pretty accomplished. This is a big deal for you, you know what I mean, considering how you got here. So you got a big sack of loot at your belt, and you're stepping out into this bustling night scene in Sunville. There's food carts, taverns, street entertainers, the entertainment district of Sunville's amazing. Um, what are you doing for tonight? Are you going to rest? Are you going to celebrate? A little bit of both. Maybe not like go all out and party, but definitely find somewhere we can kind of lay low. Maybe enjoy a pint or six. And yeah. <laughs> or six? Or six. All right. So as, as you're walking, um, you see a, a, a pretty animated argument between a wanty woman and a overweight tabaxi. And after it appears to be over, you see the tabaxi kind of like fumbling and fighting with a fire that has appeared on one of the wheels. And you see the wanty, maybe it's still a bit angry, I don't know, um, walking away. And she is headed across the street towards the infamous Cerulean Dream. Can I get a perception check from you? Alright. Do we continue to see things in this one? Maybe. I got a 12. Just like to say, the boy's name is Brunswick. Yes. Brunswick, yep. Oh, Brunswick? Right. You got yeah. inspiration. <laughs> Yay! Mm. So, Sinai. Sinai or Sinai? Sinai. Sinai. I don't know why I keep saying Sinai. All right. U-N-I-T-Y. <laughs> now I'm going to think of that every time I say her name. <laughs> so, Sinai. Um, you got a 12 in your perception check. Um, However, you do have inspiration if you choose to use it or not. That's up to you. But I'm assuming that you don't. I don't. Okay. Um, so you notice uh, this Juan T kind of making a, a beeline towards the Cerulean Dream. Similarly, you notice kind of perpendicular uh, angle from where she is. Uh, you see a very muscular half-orc, and he appears to be very armed with multiple daggers and sheaths built into his black studded leather armor and an unsheathed double-bladed scimitar in his hand. And he's making, uh, as well, a beeline towards the Cerulean Dream. Um, he's accompanied by three men, all of them in leather armor, and they each have light crossbows hanging at their belt and um, scimitars sheathed at their waist. They're moving with purpose. They're like shoving pedestrians out of the way. And I think as a new member of the SOS, the Shields of Sunvelt, um, you may know who he is. So could you give me a history check, please? Okay. Uh, why? Okay, history. A 10. 10? Yeah. You know that this person's name is Rasun. Um, you don't recall any like personal interactions with him, mm-hmm. uh, but you recall 
the guy saying that he's one of the most effective if brutish um, contractors that he had. And you've overheard some junior SOS members that have encountered him on kind of on either side as security and also as a bandit. You don't think that he's one to be taken very lightly. But uh, yeah, so what are you doing? Seeing everyone making a beeline. Um, I'm still by the cart that's on fire. Yeah, you're, you know. Okay. Like across the street from it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. He's going to take note of that and just, huh? I wonder what's happened there. Uh, well, that seems to be a popular spot. So she's going to head in that direction. Uh, first, she's going to uh, let, let out a uh, kind of low whistle and everything. And then next thing you're going to see a small drake kind of just, you know, descend and kind of hover above uh, right where she is. And they're going to walk in that direction. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. You start walking in that direction. Zygen, as you approach the door, um, you notice a burly half-orc, armed as I described previously, um, and he's pushing his way through the crowd. He mushes someone to get towards the door, and he gets to the door, maybe a, a step before you do, and he kicks the double doors, like, violently, and he knocks one of them off the hinges. And one of his flunkies, like, just shoves a, a halfling man out of the way, and he looks at you and says, the hell are you looking at, lady? He mean mugs you and, and dips into the building. Let's do the rest of them. You see them all draw their weapons. Uh, what are you doing, Tyson? I'm drawing my weapon. Okay, what do you draw? What do you pull out? I pull out my dagger. But then I'm I'm using minor illusion to make it look like it's like this major... I don't know, it's going to look like a thunderbuss, like Mr. Willie. So you pull a dagger out and you make <laughs> it look like a giant gun. Okay. Yes, I love it. So you see pedestrians like see this and just like wide-eyed looking at you like, holy... Just run and just take off in the opposite direction. So there's chaos on the streets now. And I'm going to say, what you looking at? As you say that, he's like, just shakes his head and just dips into the building. Tonight, uh, you see this one T has just pulled out this huge weapon. And with that, Abaddon and Morgan, you arrive at the first floor. Um, it's packed with patrons, as usual. Um, and there's a fantastical band floating about 15 feet in the air, playing ambient music. Normally, attendants would be near the, the front door, the entrance, guiding clients to where uh, their appetites could be filled. Um, but now, those three attendants run by you, heading upstairs. And as one passes you, Abaddon yells, it's Rasoon. Um, and Abaddon, you know Rasoon. Um, and you know that he is an asshole. He's a money-hungry asshole. Um, occasionally, he has frequented the Cerulean Dream, and he had even done a few jobs for Madame Eve. But the night before, while drunk, he had lost a very substantial amount gold gambling in the casino on the dream's third floor then the doors burst open and it's rasoon and, it, and it's flunkies and immediately he eyes you abaddon you know what i was assuming the morgan that you were with abaddon yeah did you follow him yeah. did you yeah absolutely okay so he immediately eyes you abaddon he sneers disdainfully and he says hey uh security guard i'm gonna need a refund for last night for bit of interest because i got robbed all right i was drunk all right, 500 gold seems about reasonable, or uh, we're gonna have to start busting walls. And then he turns to one of his henchmen and nods, and the flunky smiles like a snaggletooth grin. He launches a left hook into an unsuspecting jaw of a person I'm trying to sneak by, a patron. And we're gonna be busting faces too, he says, including yours if, if needed. So stand aside. Rasul says, yeah, get my loot, poor guards. Otherwise, me and my crew will be decorating this pretty place with your guts. So yeah, Abaddon, how do you react to that? And Morgan, how do you react? Yeah, soon. You come in here big and bad with your snaggletooth flunkies 
then you think you can get a refund because you were drunk? Now, if this was your place, would, would you allow that? Well, it's, that's, that's irrelevant. It's not my place. And let's not talk about his teeth, okay? Dental work is very expensive. I, I guess if you had that 500 gold you lost, you could pay for his dental work, could you? But you lost that. I didn't lose it, all right? They took advantage of me because I was drunk, all right? That's you got right. drunk in a brothel in a gambling den. You knew where you were, right? Before you got drunk? Look, I don't, you know what I mean? All these words logic and stuff it doesn't i'm not about that all right i'm about my gold coming back into my purse you will not get any gold you lost no refunds here uh in that moment can i uh can i cast entangle you can all right and after that we'll roll initially so you cast all right. what does it look like as you cast all right so we're gonna we're gonna go with the whole fairy magic kind of thing so abaddon's magic is all pixie dust ish <laughs> Uh, but but more violent than, than Tinkerbell. So all you see is like this light green glitter kind of pixie dust kind of glow come up out of the ground and try to entangle uh, Yasun and how many of his people? He has three uh, little funkies. All right, uh, we're gonna go for all four of them, but let's see what happens. Uh, they need to make a strength save. All right. Of anything more than eleven currently. Yeah, this whole this level three is for the birds. <laughs> but Rasun got an eleven. Okay. And let's roll for little flunkies. Two failed, and the third one failed as well. So all three of um his little thugs are uh, all wrapped up in in your pixie fame vines. Mm-hmm. You said roll for initiative. And yes, we'll uh, all roll initiative. Eleven. I got a 15. Wait, they're, they're there? They're where? You're, you're with us? I'll have the roll as well. Um, I didn't even do that. Say your character name again, because I don't know everybody's name. Mine is Zyjen, spelled X-Y-J-E-N. Mm-hmm. I mean, G-E-N, sorry. I got it. Abaddon, you got an 11, you said? Yes, sir. All right. Morgan with a 9. Okay. Sinai? Sinai with a 14. Let me uh, figure out what these guys got. Ooh. All right, so the the flunky's got a nineteen. What the hell? That seems right, right? That, yeah, that, oh. no disadvantage because they're entangled. <laughs> yes. Ah. Uh-huh. Well, I'm gonna let that nineteen stand. Uh, Rasoon, however, got no. a three. Okay, yeah, we can deal with that. Well, well I'll deal with that. <laughs> we can switch that if you want. I don't know. No, 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 no. All right, all right. Um, so these flunkies all wrapped up in these vines. So, uh, do they get another strength save for their turn? Uh, it's after every turn, so yeah. All right. Um, so they will draw their light crossbows, and the first one to take a shot at you, Abaddon. I'm pretty sure he had disadvantage, correct? Yeah, it says grasping weeds and vines sprout. From the ground in a 20 foot rate a 20 foot square uh starting from a point within range for durations these plants and ground blah 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 a creature in the area wants to see a strength throw or be restrained so i guess so they're restrained i would say, I would mm-hmm. say so okay All right. so the first one shoots at you with disadvantage doesn't get a critical gets a 21. i rolled a 20 a natural Damn. 20 natural 19. Oh, well then so, then 19 hits yeah um with the light crossbow, the bandit does six points of damage to you, Abaddon. Mm-hmm. Um, How second do you do all this damage? 
We're level three. Six points of damage. Oh, roll, <laughs> no, rolling pace right. here. You calculate. Let me actually, see these wrong, I actually rolled a d6. Yeah, we're gonna let that stand at six points of damage. Um, and the other uh, oh. one will take a shot at Morgan with disadvantage, and he misses. He rolls a seven. Rolls a six. A natural six. Gets a seven. So that's their turn. Uh, they get the opportunity to attempt to escape. So is that a strength save again? Oh uh, yeah. Plus zero sucks, really. Um, so I'll roll both at the same time. 14 and a 19. They are untangled. They are no longer entangled. And with that, um, Zygen, it is your turn. You're in the doorway and you see all of this going on through the door. You're behind. Okay, so I'm behind who? You're behind the flunkies and Rasun. You're kind of in the middle. I mean, excuse me, they're in the middle between you and um, Abigail. So their back is facing me? Yes. So if I use a magic missile, can I shove it up their ass? <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically, yeah. You can shoot magic missile. So the two that are untangled and Rasun can all get a magic missile in their ass. Well, well, you only have three magical glowing darts. So only three rectums can be affected. <laughs> okay, so that's fine. That's oh, what which... I said. The two that were not tangled, those are two free rectums. And Rasun's rectum is, is already out. Yes. Oh my god! So that's three. Oh my god! So who? I'm asking, who are you shooting at? Oh, I'm all three of them. The two, all three free rectums. One each. <laughs> okay, got you, got you. All right, so roll your damage. Did they automatically hit? Okay. Um. So it says three. What does that mean? Three damage. Oh. For each one. Okay. Did I say there were three bandits, or did I say there were two bandits? You said there were four total. Four. Trying to tell so, oh, yeah, the, but there was two that was free. Three, three, yeah. uh, three and Yasin, so four. Oh, 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 I thought it was... Okay, we're going to say that the third one, it was too entangled to get an attack. Um, but I'm going to roll to see if he made the save. Right. Got an 11. Mm, that just makes it... Oh, wait, that's his initiative roll. I'm sorry. I rolled the wrong thing. Sorry. You just roll... All you got to do is roll um, a d4 plus one. You said d4 plus one? Yeah, D4 plus one. Okay. Alright, I don't like this whole new shit. Because I can't play with the with the things. No, auto crits. <laughs> no. This is not this is not fun. 80 points of damage <laughs> off a level three character. For real. Okay. So oh, it's still a three. Okay. So you shoot. Oh wait, it's three you said three plus one, so it's four. Okay, good roll. So did you shoot all three of the bandits, or are you shooting two bandits and Rasun? Two bandits and Rasun. I, I, yeah. I wanted the, the free buttholes. Well, all of them. Oh, all of them are free? Okay. So, I need Rasun's rectum, too. <laughs> he seems like he needs a colonic. Okay. Well, you give him a forced colonic. It's these magical darts. But you, you tell me what it looks like. Well, it just looks like it's just like, you know, like I, it's going straight and it blows a hole right in their pants and goes completely direct them. And it just lodges right there. So you see like part of the missile like out and it's a little, it's a bit uncomfortable. Okay. Just a little bit, not not a lot. Just a little bit. Just a tip. Yes, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to add to that. It just got shot in their ass. Okay. Okay. So with that. Tonight it is your turn. Um, you're you're a bit farther. You don't necessarily see uh, what's really going down, um, but you see flashes of light from um, Zai Jen shooting her uh, magic missile at these 
people, you didn't. You are aware that they kicked the door in. You hear the sound of a conflict. You know, yelling, people screaming, people are trying to run out of the door. Yeah. So what are you doing? She's gonna be a little confused at first, um, but she's going to uh, uh, roughly how far away from me are we from the entrance? If we are behind, I'll say 15 feet or so. Okay. Then yeah, we are gonna go ahead and take that 15 feet. I'm assuming we are gonna see at least two or three on the ground in pain or as soon as you run in you notice that three individuals including the big muscular half orc all have the the seat of their pants blown out and um they're grasping at their buttocks as you get there um in pain weirdly you don't know what happened but then again i mean <laughs> it is a brothel so you need to happen <laughs> so what are you doing let me look at our spicy wanty friend here and as she's looking at her, her Beyonce, her hair is like blowing with a fan with like Beyonce. Just so we know. We got, we got the Beyonce blow. Okay, got it. Yep. Our spicy one. We're gonna have to catch up. She's going to look, and I'm guessing the first one in front of us. Uh, we're just gonna cast Hunter's Mark on him because okay. why not? And um, let's see. For specificity, I'm gonna ask you: Is that a half orc, the quote unquote big guy, or is it these these smaller human guys? Probably the half-orc big guy, because take down the big guy first. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and yeah, she's got a sword sword, short sword. Um, she's going to whip that out and kind of smack him with it for a second, question mark. We're not trying to kill him. Well, you have to roll an attack roll first. Yeah, I know. I'm just putting that out there. We're not trying to kill him. So, you know, right. yeah, more so the whole, this is more for us than them. Or right, so what'd you get? Ow! nine my pride my pride i got a nine yeah as you swing he uh turns to see what shot him in the ass and he sees your blow coming and he parries it with a scimitar i don't know what's going on but i would recommend calming down you don't know what's going on and you freaking try to chop into my back she's trying to chop into your back just hit you but yes that is the reasonable logic she's trying to take your mind off your ass I'm just saying, you came in here making a whole scene. You can't be too angry. You want my freaking gold. It's not your gold. You lost it. It was stolen. You were drunk, you idiot. <laughs> huh. And then she's going to quick short whistle, and the drake that was accompanying her earlier is going to fly in and kind of just hover above her shoulder, and she'll just, without looking at it, wait. And yeah, he's just going to sit there looking all to me but maybe menacing to them question mark yeah he, this this guy's feel like what the hell is that just for future notice um animals are not allowed in the swirling engine uh swirling dream that's an extra fee i'm pretty sure you can totally tell him tell her this after you know this part i don't think she knows this so business here. It's, it's a little messy right now rules we'll, we'll talk later yeah, wait, do I have two attacks on this one yet, or am I still... No, I only have one, so we're not doing shit else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you, I don't like this level. Everyone's like level three. Level, level three. So, Abaddon, it is now your turn. Did Morgan go? Um, you went before you rolled initiative, remember? Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. My fault, my fault. Um, okay. I, am, am, am I allowed to do my first to get that? How close is everybody? <laughs> Actually, uh, yeah, if you did a, a melee attack, Kanai is, is right there. So, okay. yeah, it would be a sneak attack. All right, so Abaddon unhooks one of his, uh, he uses a shotgun, so the circular blades. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I just renamed the short sword for just for the thing. But, uh, 
So he spins it around in his uh, in his hand, and it has four finger holes in it to like to slash. So he's going for attack against uh, Yasu. It is. It's a six. Oh, it was in that one. It was in that one plus five. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh wow! Oh no! Wow! Sneak attack. Yeah, not sneaky. <laughs> not very freaking sneaky. Um. So yeah, you try to slice into him, and with his thumb and his forefinger, grabs the blade right before it strikes him. He's just holding it right there, and he just looks at you, shaking his head. What are you trying to do? All right, just get my freaking gold before I beat your face. Uh. So I I do have a bonus action. I can do that, right? Yes. It's okay. So he's gonna launch a psychic blade from that same uh from his from his chakra. Let's see if that hits. All right, 15 plus 5, so 20. All right. 20 is a hit. Right. Um, and the damage, yeah, what's the damage? 5. So, this is a big this guy. So, big, as he's holding guy? it, Psychic Blade just darts out of the uh, the Chakram. The Chakram is made of jade, by the way, so it's green. But the Psychic Blade is going to be like this fuchsia purple. Oh, nice. He's also going to get a little bit of extra damage as soon as I can find oh. it, because my Drake is staring at him. Ooh. Two seconds. Okay, uh, he gets a 1d6 uh, lightning damage. Do you want me to roll that, or do you roll that? Oh, you can roll that. But um, with my Drake Companion, um, it has infused strikes. Uh, another creature within 30 feet of the Drake that can, that it can see, and right now he's staring at the big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, once they are hit with a weapon attack, uh, the Drake can use its reaction to add 1d6 of whatever damage I just happen to have him summoned as. Right now, he's summoned as a lightning dragon, so he gets 1d6 lightning. Okay. Add its right. impact damage. Roll another d6. All right. Hey. Five more. Does the magic missile do anything to his asshole? It already did. All right. So it don't, leave like, it, you know, like, after every turn. Leave his <laughs> asshole alone. Damn shit. The damage okay. has been done. Like it, it just stays mm-hmm. there. We need, we need some extra. You know, we need get out of our ass. All right. <laughs> he said, "I will accept nothing less than his suffering." So he, he grabs your blade and he talks his talks his trash to you, and you blast into him with um this psychic blast. And you notice that it feels a lot, not a lot, but maybe twice as powerful as it normally would be. And this half orc staggers back, it's like what the hell? And with that, Morgan, it is your turn. Cool. Morgan is going to look at the one that shot at them with the crossbow and uh, just say, did you really try to shoot at me with that crusty ass crossbow? And staring right at that one, uh, they're going to teleport. That's one of their abilities as a shot at Kaiser. Teleport 30 feet. They're going to teleport behind the big orc, cast Hunter's Mark real quick, and then drop this big giant maul that they carry on them. At least try to, try, try to anyway. Let's see what happens. Oh, nice. Whew, okay, that's a roll. Um, plus what? Is it plus seven or eight? <laughs> I wish. It's plus five. Okay, that's a Damn. 17. 17. A 17 is hit. Okay. Ooh. All the dice in my hand. Come on. Uh, so yeah, we're smiting as well. So we land a hit and we smite, and that is three. Not that much damage. That is nine damage total. Plus that's a, good. another D6 for Hunter's Mark. <laughs> Such a low roll. Is um ten damage total. Yeah, just ten damage in the third level. Just ten damage. Alright, so like you're behind him, right? So you're like slapping into Yeah. 
they kind of like drop almost as if uh, like almost above them, like if they hit jump and so they teleport behind and like drop this right on the back of his head. Oh damn! All right, so yeah, you at least the magic him. missile came out. Yeah, you knocked a magic missile out of his ass. No, you popped him right in the <laughs> in the back of his head. Um, he's almost done. Like he's he's shocked now he's at this point he's completely surrounded. Are you done? And as that attack goes, uh, that attack hits. We're still we're still we're still staring at the one that shot us with the crossbow crossbow bolt and just like glaring at him. Williams unhinged. And that's <laughs> right, roll it in roll an intimidation check. Okay, yeah, let's do that. I got a little intimidation. That is eleven. I think we're good. That's good. Um, yeah. He got a three, so he's scared. Um so that one um sees all this action going down, sees the boss getting molly from everyone. So he tries to take off. He tries to run past Zygen and he tries to run past Sanai. So both of you will get um, attacks of opportunity against this one bandit. So what do you mean like a... Uh... You get an attack opportunity. So roll nat to attack. 20. You got a nat 20. Ooh. I got a nat 20. So a 24. But okay. Yeah. So, That's a miss. Yeah. Oh, you hit him, of course. Oh, what's your, what's your damage? Uh, let's see. Just double it for a crit. All right. So seven... Oh, wait, it includes the crit. That would be seven. So it's a two plus three, and then it says plus two for the crit, so dead okay. damage. Um, all right. Wait, wait, wait. He's running past me? Yeah. No, no, the Drake will probably still be staring at the other one. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. I mean, he had already been shot in the ass as I did, so he only had seven hit points left. Oh. Um, oh, well, okay. But you still don't want to kill anybody, so can we, like, knock him out with, like, this, I don't know, the... Pummel or something, maybe. So you hit him like with like the hilt. Yeah. All right. Yeah, cool. let's do that. Catch him, catch him right in the temple, and he um, crumples to the ground. And that was um, the one that shot shot at Morgan, right? Um, yes, yes. So that that guy is done. However, it is Rasun's turn, and he doesn't know who to go after because you guys are like just beating the hell out of him. He has his double bladed scimitar in his hand, and he's just gonna go after the one that he knows. Was Abaddon? And he points at you, Abaddon, and he takes a double-bladed scimitar and he slashes himself across the chest, inflicting two points of damage against himself. Now, Yasun, you know you, that happens downstairs if you want that kind of play. <laughs> and as he does that, you know, there's a certain type of anxiety when you're in a fight, when you're in combat, and you're, you're very experienced in combat. Not necessarily fear, but you know, feel you feel and you know, kind of anticipation of the worst that could happen. There's an extra sense of menacing that comes from uh, Rasun as, as he does that. And then he points at you, and with his other hand, he takes a swing at you with his double-bladed scimitar. With his first attack, he gets two attacks. Lucky. Are you guys jealous? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I went from... That's not right. That's not right. I went from, like, four attacks in one turn to, hey, you got this one. <laughs> one, exactly. Good luck. Who's he swinging at? Um, uh, Abaddon. Um, so he gets uh, a 14 on his first attack. Is that a hit? That is a hit because Abaddon did not remember to activate his mage armor. Mm. Oh no. That is key. Alright, so take 8 points of slashing damage and 5 more points of necrotic damage. So 13 points of damage in total, Abaddon. Wow. Episode 1 of even just kill me. <laughs> and then he turns to guy who bonked him on the head. You're next. Bring it. Yes, a 23. Not a critical. That's God a damn. Um, wow. And you don't have a blood curse. 
Um, so you just take six points of damage from this scimitar slash. So did you say blood curse? Yeah. What did you call it? Blood under? <laughs> blood class? Yeah. Oh, this is about to be interesting. So, yeah, Morgan, you take six points of damage, and that is his turn. I mean, we're back to the top of the only of the second round with all of this action going down. The two flunkies that are remaining will use their light crossbows. The first one will take a shot at Zyjet and rolls a natural 20. Look at that. No, let me see it. Let me see. <laughs> you want me to show you it? You want me to pick it up and show it to you? <laughs> no, roll it again because I, I didn't. That didn't sound like no twenty. I heard it. I can hear. That did not sound like a twenty. You roll a nat twenty. You only take six points of damage. Wah, wah. One of these days, we're gonna see Shinora just I mean, just go all the way. Up to Shinora, <laughs> Shabby just go all the way over there to the room. You like? Let me, let me see that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the other one will take a shot at Tanai. Yeah, and gets a five in this. Yeah. That in their turn, they're kind of like trying to edge around and get to the doorway because um, the tide has uh, a little bit never in their favor. Um, but you know, for a turn of speech, the tide is turning. Um, with that, Zaijen, it is your turn. Okay, so um, I want to do a ray of frost against uh, who shot me? Um, one of the flunkies. Yeah, I want to do a ray of frost against one of the flunkies. Okay, roll to attack. 19. Yeah, in most cases, that is a hit. That is definitely it. Okay, and they take, looks like, 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage? Yep. All right. Um. Yeah, that'll do it. Can I burn a sorcery point? And do what? I want to attack again. You can burn a sorcery point and you can twin the spell. So you can, you know what I'm saying? All right, so I'll twin the spell. So then now you yep. can shoot at the other one. Um, but yeah, that first one, you take completely, uh, you take him out. What does it look, look, look like as this blast of cold energy? How, do, how does it stop him? How does it knock him unconscious? Um, it's just basically like, just, you know how brain freeze? Mm-hmm. So I already messed with his ass. Now I'm going to mess with his brain. So he just froze and fell over. Okay, so you blast into him and he um, is fully encased in um, ice, particularly in his head. He almost looks like a robot and he just falls over. But you burn the sorcery point. Yep, I'm going go to go in. Counts as, yeah, that's one sorcery point. All right, so roll again to attack this, this other one, the one bandit that is left. Okay. Oh, that's a six. You mean to tell me that your stuff is actually rolling regularly and we're not breaking physics? <laughs> no, I tried. I'm trying to cheat. I'm trying. Not, I got to figure it out. Cheat. I don't like that. I don't like oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your, your rare frost misses. The blast of cold flies, flies by and slaps into uh, one of the chandeliers that's uh, up in the ceiling. You just, you know, you aim a bit too high. Mm-hmm. All right. With that, Sanai, it's your turn. Hey, so we knocked that one. The uh, half work guy, he's still he's still within range, right? Yeah, he's, he's right there in front of well, Yeah, in front of you. Okay, cool. cool. Then we are going to try to hit him again with our short sword. All right. Hey, 22. Ooh. Yay. All right. So finally, I get to use both my Hunter's Mark and the other stuff. So let's see. Aw. Okay. So damage initially is three, but with the Draconic Essence, I got to roll a d6. So give me a second. Please just roll the die. Oh, there it is. Okay. Okay. So we're going to add a five to that. So we're at 11. And then. What is it for Hunter's Mark again? D6. Okay. Oh, so is it? I thought it was seven or eight. That works too. <laughs> I 
I put a point. Hey, and then another six points of damage. Ooh. So, geez, what'd you do? Um, 17? So uh, no, let's see, it's three initially. That's going to be eight. Nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, I think it's 14. Three plus five is six. So six and five is 11 and three. Yes. Okay. 14. Please don't make so he's dead? I would hope not. He is not dead. Um, but as you slash into him, he stumbles and he goes down to one knee for a second, but pushes himself up. Abaddon, in that moment in your mind, you get a message from Madam Eve, and it informs you that the, uh, the powers that be the authorities have been alerted that they will be here shortly to uh, clean up the mess. But um, she wants you to make sure to make an example of Rasul, not necessarily kill him, but you know, Make sure that people understand this is not what you do in the Cerulean dream. Yeah. Okay, I still got one more thing though. Okay. Uh, I can't attack again, but my Drake can. Uh, so yeah, I'm just going to point toward him, go. And the Drake is going to go and bite him, like on the shoulder. Chomp, chomp. Or try to bite him, how about that? As soon as I figure out how to roll it. <laughs> uh, why does this thing hate me? Okay, screw it. I'm just gonna roll a d20 and then add the plus five to hit. Okay, so that's 13 plus five is 18. That's a hit. Okay. There you go. So he go. He gets uh, 1d6 plus two damage. That would be eight. So eight damage. Go, little Drake. Go. You're right. Is he dead? He is not dead. Out of game. I love how the head of security is not doing much damage, but everyone else is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like two random people that showed up to start. So yeah, yeah. So there's a small, um, small dragon essentially on this dude's um, shoulder, just, just, just tearing into it. Nine. And yeah, Rasun is uh is is flailing about in pain. Um, Abaddon, sure go. He does not look very healthy at all. So Abaddon is going to release his wings, which have been laying dormant, like a tattoo on his lower back. And he's going to fly up about uh, 20 feet. And he's going to go ahead and go for a psychic blade attack. But we have wings, do we? Oh, Oh. You have to describe these things. I, I want to know what these are like. Please. Okay, so he has he has a quadruple wing. So oh. they're, like, they're laying on top of each other. They're coming from his lower back. In dormant mode, they're like, they're a black tattoo. They're a black wing tattoo that wraps around his abdomen. And then as he activates them, they just come to life from his skin and he just floats up. Are they like um, uh, insects wings? No, no, I'm sorry. They're like, uh, nah, he, they're like, they're like angel wings. Ooh, like it. bird's wings. Ooh, okay. that image. Yeah. Nice. Sorry, go ahead. All right. So that psychic blade got uh, 21, uh, 16 plus 5. Ooh. That is a hit. What's your damage look like? All right. The damage is a 5. And Abaddon uh, mentally goes back to Madam Eve, handling it, man. I, I believe this soon over. Abaddon, as you uh, send that message, your psychic blade slaps into him. How do you take out R- Rasum? How do you knock him out? Okay, so that psychic blade was a whole headshot, but again, we, we're not killing him. Okay. So it phased through his head and it left him just very much like. Uh, some musician. Uh, I won't play Shinora. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, what's your name again? Zaijin. Zaijin's uh, brain freeze kind of effect. So, like, he has, like, a, a searing headache that's just, like, crippling into the ground. All right. All right. So, Rasun, um gets blasted dead in the middle of his forehead with a 
small dragon on his shoulder after getting slapped in the back of the head and a magic missile up his ass. Um, he is not having a good afternoon. So he falls backwards, clutches his head, and just falls to the ground. He's like, all I wanted was my freaking money. And at that point, timely, just in time to help the situation, cops arrive. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they start trying to figure out what's going on, what's happening. You guys explain the situation. Or rather, Abaddon and Morgan explain the situation. I think uh, Sinai and Zaiden will kind of hang back because they're not really officially, legally authorized to be beating the shit out of people um, in this particular situation. But, um, yeah, so these guys are apprehended and whatnot. Can I, can I, can I, uh, oh, what was that? can I add something? Sure. Um, officers, I, I believe him and his boys did steal some money trying to, uh, we didn't steal any money, man. Stop, stop freaking lying. You guys stole my money. They, they stole some, they, they were lost about their, they, they were upset about their losings and they pocketed money from the help. Can we have that back, please? Oh, you're going to freaking pay for this. And the cops are like, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. We're just going to go through their, uh, possessions, you know, book everything, yada, yada, cop bullshit. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, and then they take away. All right. But as that is happening, you uh Abaddon and Morgan, you receive a message in your mind. Morgan, this is the first time um that you felt this cold kind of intruding presence in in your mind. And it's from Adam Eve. And she says, Good work, but there seems to be a larger problem. Come to my office and bring your helpers with you. They seem quite capable and may be able to assist. You can tell them that they will be paid and that Presence leaves both of your thoughts. Uh, Abaddon, yes, Madam Eve. And then to um, Miss Yanti, Miss uh, Elf, come here, please. Yes. Sorry about that. Well, that was fun. <laughs> On behalf of the Cerulean Dream, we would like to thank you for uh, helping us in the situation. Um, You're thanking them? These two, these two bums came and on the would like to Bums? Did... Did Morgan, did they not help us? Like, mostly got in my way, to be honest. I mean, if you can't land a hit, just say that. Mm. It seems like you might need a magic missile up your ass, too. Oh, I'd like to see you try. Don't tempt me. See what kind of, see what kind of, see what they do? They come in here threatening me? Please don't tempt me. M- Morgan, stand down, please. De- you're saying that because I'm short? <laughs> I'm short, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm short, too. Wait, uh, how, how tall is uh, Morgan? I think like an inch taller than Abaddon. Wow. Abaddon looks up slightly. Yes. Yes, Morgan, because you are short. <laughs> because you are short, I want you to stand down. Anyway, um, ladies, if you would please come with me upstairs, there's a reward for you. And maybe an employment, if you're looking for it. Employment, you say? That's actually what I came over for. I may be in the job market if you are hiring, because it would seem your security. It's going to take a quick shot look at uh, little shortcakes over there. It may seem to be lacking. Oh, they just let anyone wander off the street and get hired now? Come on. That uh, actually hurts Abaddon's pride a little bit, being head of security. So he's like, oh. no, no offense to you at oh. all. I mean, you, would, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. But it's like... She's, assume, she's going more so from the, she's assuming he's the owner and proprietor of this establishment, and she's thinking that that one might be security, so what better way to boost your way up there and be like, hey, your security ain't shit, so that's kind of the vibe she's going for. <laughs> Back in my head, Doc, her pain clapped um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Yes, please follow me upstairs, and Morgan, please, they helped us out, wanted or unwanted. Madam Eve wants them. I look at both of them and say, all right, 
but stay away from Marcy. I have no idea who that is. Good. Don't worry about it. She just kind of... Yeah, I was like, this poor, poor delusional boy. He's got to look at uh, <laughs> Abaddon. I, I'm sorry, in the middle of the fight, were you saying something about animals? N- never mind. You, you helped out. Well, I'll give you this pass. Oh, okay. Well, then, after you, then. Really? She's got to, like, take a quick sh- look over at... I promise I'm going to get your name at some point. What is her name again? Me, Zijin. Zijin. Okay. She's got to take a look over at Zijin quick and just kind of smile, thinking about what she saw at the cart and then what she just saw it's just to be like this one's gonna be feisty and we're gonna just follow Abaddon with actually we should we should do that though um by the way I am Abaddon this is Morgan and you are I'm si- Axel a- a- call me Axel you stuttered there Axel yeah, you stuttered yeah. mm, I, I have an impossibly long name and instead I just rather give everyone one that they're able to pronounce so just call me Axel Okay, that's right. Um, Zaijin. All right, well, Miss Axel, Miss Zaijin, again, please, if you do not mind, follow me upstairs to Miss uh, Madame, Miss Madame. <laughs> it's a Madame Eve. Madame Eve. They are a sponsor. There was a lot of butt <laughs> stuff earlier. <laughs> not connected. Definitely with Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> So I was behind got... them. Where else was I supposed to put the magic missile? In their chest? So Back in the head, the spine. Oh, man. No. Literally anywhere else on the It's an, it's an automatic hit, anybody. so it could have flew around to the face. He said we wasn't killing anybody, so I just figured a colonic. I believe that might be dramatic enough for some to kill. So, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So, you guys are walking upstairs towards Madame Eve's office for Zygen and for. You and I, T Y, Sinai. This is the first time you've seen this Cerulean dream. You're very impressed with the uh, over-the-top nature of the design of the place, how packed it is, all of the luxury and amenities that are available on the, all the different floors. But as you guys are walking up, Abaddon, Morgan, you feel another uncomfortable intrusion in your mind. But it feels different, Madam Eve. It feels malignant, cold, and inconsiderate. Like it's it's pushing around in your thoughts and disturbing things there, not caring what it knocks over, then it's gone. And I get a wisdom save from both of you. Sure. Oh, hell. That's my wisdom. Like. Ooh, 19 plus 1 is 20. Hey! Okay. The, the psychic fairy gets a 6. <laughs> no, we're just gonna twin that. <laughs> That's not how it works. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. But, yeah, Morgan, you pass. Barely, but yeah, you pass. And Abaddon, you do not. And you'll find out what happens to you guys the next time you play? Because that's where oh. we're going to end. Right. Okay. Damn. Damn. <laughs> nice. Nice. Did, we didn't do intros, though. And we didn't do the drink. Oh, yeah. Shit. Sorry. So let's do it now. All right. Okay. In closing. In closing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I already said welcome to the Alvarim, all that stuff. Um, well, you should say it again, because you should do it again. Fine. What's the order going to be? We still sticking with the same order or what? Does that work? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll say it again. Welcome to the Everrealm. We are all POC actual play D&D podcast. My name is Elias Omar. I'm the DM. Um, yeah, we're in, we're in Sunbelt now. New campaign. And um, as always with me. What is going on? Is my bad. 
<laughs> it's me, sorry. I wasn't looking at the camera. Uh, hey, everyone. My name is Mark Jemerson. My pronouns are he, they, and with a little planning and a lot of luck, I will be Morgan Valentina Shadakai with the Vengeance Paladin. When I'm not here in Ever Realm, you can find me tweeting about fighting my inner demons at More the Merrier. Next. Hi, everyone. My name is Siobhan Velez. I am playing Zaijin Awanti, pure blood sorcerer. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Siobhan Velez. And I just want to say congratulations to the podcast as we are 2022. What are we? Blurred. What is it? Black Podcast Black Podcasting Awards 2022 Blurred Podcast yeah. of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere you see a blurred, we're in charge. We're in charge of them for podcasting. That's <laughs> globally around the world. Yep. That makes our DMs king of the blurreds. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey everyone, this is Mark Hawthorne. I got, got, it's been a while. It's been a while. Stop. Yeah. It's Mark Hawthorne. Uh, I am here playing Abaddon, a half fae, half infernal being. Uh, the father, I mean, his father is uh, one of our old and dearest uh, lucky. Uh, <gasps> should, should, should I save that for later? Or, I mean, I love it's, it's out now, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, damn. <laughs> Lucky uh, yeah. Half fae, half in front. I love it. Uh, two fling fairy. I, I know I'm bad. At, I'm bad at keeping surprises. I love spoilers. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram, Twitter at uh, Marky Wanders, retweeting art and just posting my travels. Happy to be back. I missed you guys. Oh, yes, definitely. And I was very, very surprised to find you on Facebook. Like whole thing i was just like hey, yeah, I, I was surprised like we weren't friends i, I was like we're not friends wait, wait a minute wait i didn't think he was on facebook i just shouted out on twitter i gotta go change my whole damn post but hi everybody my name's jinx um yeah it or cerberus's mom depending on who you're asking um in this campaign i will be playing uh wood elf by the name of sanai uh she will be going by axel um in certain parts and everything else and stuff so by all means use them interchangeably if you like um yeah she is going to be a drake warden ranger so i, nice. I might get around to naming the drakes maybe don't hold me to that so yeah but i can be found on all social medias at jinx milano mostly retweeting other people's stuff because i just i am i am old okay yeah, I, I do it too. I, I'm literally just retweeting yeah. all these yeah, weeks. On Twitter, I retweet stuff. On Facebook, yeah, it's where I do most of my posting, and I will share the ever-loving everything. So awesome! I am still trying to understand TikTok. I am sorry. I am old. But just watch it. Don't don't post yeah, anything. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm it. doing. I'm just watching it, enjoying, it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, send it to somebody else. But you know, I tried making a video. I don't like me in anything, so I'm just like, yeah, it's not perfect, so I'm not gonna post it. I tried. I, I might get around to it. Maybe a few more whatever today's drink is going to be. Speaking of which, this one, one day I'm just gonna have you do it, like, whenever you have your two cents in here, Mark, you're doing somebody the one be like, hey, I'm doing the drinks today, because it will entertain me. But today's drink, honestly, I don't know what to actually call it, um, but it is a slight derivative on a rum punch. So today we have our Appleton Estate Reserve Rum. It is one of my favorite Jamaican rums, kind of on the sweeter side. 
a little bit of fresh ginger, some pineapple juice, and simple syrup. And I know some people are just like, it's just for aromatics, it doesn't count, but Angostura bitters. It is that one thing in a, in a cocktail, you don't quite know what it is, but definitely will know if it's missing. But yeah, just muddle a bit of fresh ginger with that simple syrup, dash or six, because I actually love the taste of bitters. Of those Angostura bitters, put the rest in, shake, put it in a glass. You can garnish it with a lime wheel if you need that little bit of extra citrus pop, but quite frankly, it is just perfect without it. Or if you're like me and have a little heck puppy or hellhound, depending on how he's acting for the day, you can put it in a Starbucks sippy cup because they hold everything. Nice. <laughs> nice. I never did mention uh, Avedon is a sci- uh, soul knife rogue. Oh, this is about to be interesting. This is. Cool that everybody had took different races um, and different classes making things interesting. Wait a minute. Can anybody heal anything? Yeah. Oh, Morgan, Morgan can heal. But it depends how I'm feeling about you. Yeah. Morgan's too angry. Morgan in love with that. Morgan has a Napoleon complex. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of complexes, but that's one of them for sure. Okay, so the tallest, the tallest one is, uh, is I, I want to say a character's name so bad, Chevy. Oh, um, Zaijin or write it down. Zaijin. He told me I couldn't pick another aura. If I picked another aura, I was it was gonna be my butt. So, cause remember I was Aurora, tall, Tenora. Oh, oh, I didn't even know, make that connection. Yeah. How, how tall is um Zaijin? Uh, she's five eleven. Oh yeah, you're tallest. The ladies are beast mode in this one. What's up, it's Elias. Just wanted to say thank you for checking us out. If you enjoyed our shenanigans in the Everrealm, please consider sponsoring us via listener support on Anchor and helping us make this show bigger and better. If the commitment is in your jam, you can make a donation via the Ko-Fi link in the show description. Conversely, if you aren't able to do that, bills, etc., trust me, I get it. You can show love by leaving a rating, a review, or just sharing the show. Again, thanks for listening. Peace.